Welcome to Free Range Waffles, episode two. I am CJ. I'm Jeff. I'm Billy. And today we're going to be discussing um, new jobs, books, and what success actually means. Let's get into it. Congratulations. It worked. You successfully put a positive twist on your little to no past work experience and submitted it in the form of a polished resume, leading your potential employers to believe you are a smart, cunning, well-trained videographer, ready to get the job done. So congratulations, you got the job. I hope you know how to use Google and have access to some Adobe tutorials because we're all excited to see what the crap you're going to do next. (laughs) Uh, Is that your welcome letter from your new job? (laughs) (laughs) That I wrote to myself. (laughs) Well, how's it going? I feel like I'm in psych trying to convince them I'm I'm all a psychic and just Googling everything they're saying. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> well tell us what you did yesterday or it's it's been what three days uh yep yep so, i've been working on uh piecing together um music videos that they filmed probably last month or something um but the problem was the audio on the actual recording is garbage because it was too loud uh, live. And so I'm piecing together manually syncing all the videos with the audio uh, from like a, the produced like iTunes version mm-hmm. so that someone can edit it in the future. The problem is they have a lot of footage like from the back of the room or something that doesn't even have an audio clip with it. So there's nothing to compare it to, you know, because if I have two audio clips, I can essentially look at where the wavelengths are and get them pretty close just by eye and then listen to them and compare them there. But when they have, you just have to wait and hope you have something that's like close enough to see their mouth so that you can guess what words they're saying and then piece the song by that. So it's been super, super fun. That sounds, that sounds super duper fun. Yeah. Sounds super yeah. fun. But it is really, it's actually pretty sweet. Um, yeah. You know, I get to now, work I was on actually it. being serious. I think no, it sounds fun to me. It actually is super fun. Um, I yeah. don't think it sounds fun. No, it, <laughs> it's tedious. Like putting the video, you know, sync, manually syncing a video is tedious work, but uh, it's super fun. Like I'm working on a music video no one's seen before. So that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. That is pretty exciting. We should, Jeff, I think from this point forward, you should just tell us if you're being sarcastic. Yeah, Jeff. Um, <laughs> no. That does sound exciting. No, that doesn't wow, sound exciting. That does sound, I'm trying to keep my voice down. Keep your voice oh. down? Yeah. In your house? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Got it. It's fine. It's fine. By the time I'm done with my first cup of coffee, I'll be really loud anyway. Oh, my coffee. <laughs> I have my coffee here. Go get here. your coffee. Hold on, it's over here. Oh my god, guys! I'm still Billy. drinking my first coffee, and it's ten o'clock here. <laughs> Billy, your in your like introduction was exactly my fear. Um, applying starting at tea, right? Exactly. <laughs> not not tea. Tea is whatever. It's like all these all these writing jobs that I'm looking for. Oh, Every time god. I look at one, they're like, 
can you be a content writer for this shipping company? And I'm like, no, right. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure you can. You just have Guys, to say, of we'll course see. I can. I did something <laughs> like that once. <laughs> Guys, yeah. Listen, I'm selling, I'm selling websites, okay? I've that's never, true. I don't design websites. I've had zero formal training in this, but. That's true. That's, that's actually my job, that I get paid to sell websites. <laughs> and now I get paid to sell and design websites. So, <laughs> uh, Which, I'm going to be honest, is not a route I ever saw your life going in. I mean, either. I'm still, glad we're on the same page with that. Still don't really see it. I mean, still not really <laughs> sure what I'm doing with it, but, but that's what I'm doing. You spend that's a lot awesome. of time on YouTube and Google, a lot of time, trying to figure nice. out how to do stuff. So we're, we're kind of joking because everybody can relate to this idea of like being in over your head and you're just kind of like faking it until you make it. But I would argue really just that, that there isn't probably there probably isn't a job where you're starting that you actually know how to do it i mean even coming out of a degree i'm not really sure that anybody actually yeah, yeah, understands yeah. how to do their job right so it seems like a pretty normal thing like it's i mean totally yeah i almost wonder like i mean I, I, surely um surely employers know that too yeah yeah. Well, so Bill, how are you? Um, what, like, what? How do you go about learning in a job that you're kind of supposed to already know? Like in theory, you're already supposed to know. Um, how do you go about learning things? Like balancing, keeping it on the down low. Like, oh yeah, I'm just googling this real <laughs> basic video editing term. Um, you know, do you like, do it in the bathroom? <laughs> Are you like, oh yeah, I'll be right on that. Oh gosh, just one second, and then you just one sprint second. to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you could do that. That would be one strategy. I mean, could do that. Um, no, I, I mean, I feel like for work, they're you know they're understanding. Well, okay, so like work is not. I knew it was a, I knew it was a, a, a you know a real videography group right but but i didn't realize the level of production that they did like they have Mm -hmm. color people and they have cinematographers and they you know like a bunch of stuff that i was like oh i've never ever done anything like this i've only ever done one man show stuff sure i have no idea you know the ins and outs of color editing in adobe and so then there's there's new adobe software that i've never used before ever after effects i was like oh gosh yeah and so but that stuff's like hey guys what or there's a file format yesterday and i can't remember what it's called now but i had never used this file file format before. never even knew never heard it before i was like hey i'm gonna reveal to you how little i actually know about this job you hired me to do <laughs> what the heck is that file format and um they, I, they're super super good about that you know like oh just ask us whatever you know figure it out good. So, so that's they're actually super- they're actually open to like teaching you. They know that you don't really necessarily oh, yeah. understand all the ins and outs, so they want to teach you. Yeah, for sure. For that's sure. good. Yeah. No, it's great. It's a great work environment, good people. Um, but it's still like daunting. You know, you start your first day and you're like, Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's a lot that goes into this stuff that I've never done because it's 
tedious and you know takes forever but um mm. no it's been good it's been super good so far uh lots of questions and they're all yeah super available and helpful yeah so here's here's maybe a, a it might be a little bit reaching to ask this question, but it ties a little bit oh, into gosh. my point later. So um, <laughs> do you think, do you think that it's a bad thing to, to jump into a job yes. that you don't know? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's yes. A bad, it's a bad thing. Do you think it's a bad thing to jump into a job that you don't know 100% how to do? No, no. I mean, like you were saying earlier, like you just don't know your job until you get it. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. we were actually talking in work yesterday, how like people with bachelor degrees, they come out like feeling like they know everything, you know, about that field, mm-hmm. but they've probably never even worked in that field. Mm-hmm. We were just, we have to, it came out cause there's a new degree that voice is offering. So we were talking about that, but um, like, you don't know how to do your job until you've done it. And that's why mm-hmm. experience is still more valued than degrees in a lot of places. And I think even more valuable than that, honestly, is the ability to learn wherever you are. I think that's what sets people apart. It's like there's some people who can step into a job that they have no experience in and very little education for, Mm -hmm. but they can still thrive in it because like, like Billy, they are not embarrassed to ask people questions and just use Google, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge... I think it's a huge ability to have. I mean, because some people would just freak out because of the pressure. I mean, how, how are you supposed to? I mean, if you're the, the bottom of the food chain in an office of people that does, you know, full-size, like, cinematography and video editing, like, there's a lot. I, I would feel like there's a lot of pressure there. Um, but I think that that's a character thing to be able to, to work through it and, and use that opportunity to just learn. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. All of that. I think, um, I actually would almost argue that it's a good thing to go into a job that you don't really know how to do, or like a hundred percent. I mean, you shouldn't completely. I mean, it kind of depends. Like, I obviously can't become a surgeon, but um, I could switch sure you can. into. <laughs> sure, I can. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everyone's got to learn somehow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but there's some jobs that like web design, um, you know, I had some training in marketing, business development, but nothing in the web design, but I had a desire to learn it so I could go into that. Um, yeah, I, I have some other thoughts that will tie into my points later on that too. But, um, yeah, I think that's a really, I think that's an interesting concept. I think a lot of people don't really, I think a lot of people, like you said, Jeff, get too overwhelmed with that and they think, Oh, I don't know how to do this, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try. I'm not even gonna attempt to to make this happen. Here's here's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I know that in our last episode and in some of our just other conversations, we've talked about wanting to um, pick up, step up our reading game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but my goal was to kind of start the conversation how we're actually going to do that um and hopefully maybe if you guys don't know off the top of your head get some homework for next week where you guys have to actually pick out 10 books that you want to read this year 10 books in a year that's not bad no problem i have picked out my own reading list 
um, this year, and it's a lot more than 10, but my goal was to, was to read every book that I have this year, and I don't think it's possible, but I've picked out this, the next closest uh, thing. Don't you own like a million trillion books? Well, I, actually, I got rid of uh, a lot of them when we got here. Really? Which is a weird okay. order to do that in. You'd think I would have gotten rid of them before we got here. No, but, I get it. Um, I just threw a bunch of stuff away. <laughs> no, it, it's it, I actually took them all to Powell's. Powell's has a pretty good um, return policy as far as like they, they'll either give you cash or they'll give you store credit on the spot for pretty much any book you bring in. Great. Um, it's it's I mean it's never a lot of cash because used books are are pretty. Um, are not a real lucrative market, but um, but I, yeah, I got rid of probably over over half of my books since since we started moving till now. But that being said, I have sixty two books on my reading list this year, which is more than I think I can probably get through. But it's as many as I really want to get through, um, because I think that it would be a really amazing practice. But I wanted to make sure that you guys were in on it as well. Um, so I'm not just the one talking about literature all the time because I'm like, oh, yeah, I read three <laughs> books last week and my, my brain is dripping out my nose. Um, yeah, I don't want that to so, happen. Yeah, yeah me too. It'd be great. I wanted you guys to pick 10 books. And if you don't have them already, that's fine. You can have them next time. But to pick 10 books that you want to read this year. And we'll kind of we'll kind of make a plan, not like schedule it out necessarily. That's what I'm gonna try and do with with my reading plan. But um, that way we can we can kind of keep track of of how that's going, and then and talk about it whenever we reach a reach a point where we have come across something worth talking about, which I hope doesn't take too long. All right. Yeah. So what do you guys books. think? Ten books. That sounds great. Cool. And they can be and any I, books. Well, I was going to say any books, but then I remembered what kind of books you like to read. And, <laughs> and I thought maybe, maybe we, should do, we, should, we should do 10 good books. Um, I mean, of your choice, but... <laughs> well, well, I mean, who says that what's good is good? Um, I mean, I, I could we know what someone. <laughs> so what do you, hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Uh, okay. What, what are you saying about the kind of books that I like to read? Well, tell me what books you like to read. We'll start with that. Um, I like to read books that are going to help me understand something better. Okay. Like, like what kind of things do you seek to understand better? Um, well, right now, typically business topics, marketing, web design, um, strategy, even like some psychology. I'd like to get into some psychology type books to understand how people think a little bit better. Okay. More stuff in the real world. I don't, I mean, I, I do like some fiction, but I just have a hard time devoting time out of my day to read fiction. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm with CJ on this one. I know, Jeff, that like I could, I could be in a place where I agree with you, but practically i read things that are helpful yeah and if that's where you guys are at this year then that is that is great my goal is to i have 62 books and i would say 50 of them are novels and 
um, which, we, which for me is, is big because I love series. I love investing in a series. I, I've grown up on so much fantasy, but none of these are parts of a trilogy or a series except for C.S. Lewis's um, Space Trilogy. Mm. Okay. Those are the only those are the only three that are that are um, sequential. The rest of them are all standalone novels from almost all different authors, um, which is one thing I was really excited about. That's what I wanted to kind of devote the year to to studying. Um, but if you guys want to do something more academic um, or something more educational, if you will, then that's fine. Um, I would. <laughs> I would recommend that you throw at least a good novel on there because oh, I, think... I know what this is about. I know what? what this is about. What's this about? You, you want, want us to read book. your book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Jeff, I I'll read a good book. I'll read a you good can't read my book. Novel. It's, no, you can't have it. Um, it's not done yet. Well, oh, I haven't read this book. What? Because I he mean, hasn't given it to me. That's which why. Which one? Which one do you want? You take your pick. <laughs> you take your pick. <laughs> the, the most recent one with the one that I read the intro to. I can't give it away. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No. I, that one's on brief hold. <laughs> as, as usual, that one's on a brief, on a brief hiatus. A brief hiatus. I don't, I don't know why I pronounced the T so hard in that word. Hiatus. Anyhow... Anyhow, well, I would um, be happy personally. I would be happy to read your book. I don't have one. What are you talking about? Uh, you already I'm read just, my book. I'm just saying. All right. Well, if I he just wants I, to go on the record as saying I just want to go on the record <laughs> as being supportive. Uh, thank you. Wow, CJ, your that. support is overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so I'm I working. Just... Oh, go ahead, Jeff. I'm so sorry. I, I'm working on a, a book right now that has a, uh, an, a rapidly encroaching deadline of when I need to finish it. So if I do make, make that deadline, then I'll probably send it to you. Okay. Sweet. And that, that will count as, as your, your novel. <laughs> cool. I was thinking about rereading The Silmarillion. I just listened to that. Yeah. Was, I'm glad pretty... that they have it on audiobook because for a really long time they didn't have it as an audiobook. Yeah, they just recently, well, actually, no, they just recently added it to Audible, but. No, but then, before that, they didn't even have one. Um, two years ago, I remember looking for one um, and, and it didn't even exist. They hadn't recorded one, hmm. at least as far as I could tell. Maybe they had it somewhere, but. Yeah, Anyhow. I don't know. Um, one thing that I think is also important in reading, I think it's really important for us to read things that, um, that we disagree with. Um, and I know that sometimes it's hard when you don't have a lot of time for reading. Um, when you're like sitting down to read and the thing you pick up is something that you don't agree with or that you don't necessarily like. And it's hard because you're like, I don't think I'm growing from this. So I'm not going to finish it. But I think that, honestly, we grow a lot more than we think we do from reading things we disagree with because it really is forcing us to think and to, to reason and make decisions about ourselves and what we believe, especially mm -hmm. because novels are, are an empathetic enterprise in themselves. Like people who 
read. I don't know where I read this study. I need to go find it. I should probably cite my sources now that we're all official and such. Um, I read an article on the internet. Um, It might have actually been the New York Times who shared something about this last year. But basically, they proved that there's a correlation between the development of empathy in children and reading. So people who didn't read as kids, as, as children and teenagers, were noticeably and statistically less empathetic than people who did. Interesting. Um, and so I think that there's something to reading novels that we don't agree with, or even that have characters in them that we don't like, because we really are exposing ourselves to, to whole new worldviews and systems of thinking that I think are really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that that is sometimes really hard to, to devote, the, devote the time to and the effort to, but I do think that it's, it's rewarding. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with novels like that is it, it, it um, at least in respect to like uh, children, I would say that it makes you use your imagination. It lets you develop your imagination in a way that a lot of adults, I mean, don't really use. Um, if, if ever, not very often, you know, they, they, it's just, we don't really use our imaginations that much. So right. I think, I think that's probably a big part of that. Um, real quick, I, I think sure. so too. Can yeah. you real quick, can you guys hear the hairdryer? I can't hear the hairdryer and very distantly. More importantly than the hairdryer. I don't care about the hairdryer. Let's talk about whoever just like poured themselves a glass of something five minutes ago. Oh yeah, that was me. Yeah. What was that? Um, whiskey. <laughs> it's no, really, you, really early for whiskey. You don't drink whiskey this early, dude. I mean, you, can't you do pour, if you don't want to make you, it till me. You poured way too much in that glass. I could hear it. <laughs> it was orange juice. Oh, that you makes were more so sense. Funny. Mixed mm. with champagne. OJ, man. OJ. I wish I had some OJ. Yeah. OJ's good stuff. It's pretty good. I'll send you guys a picture. I put it in this cool little bottle. <laughs> of course he did. But it doesn't all fit. The picture didn't all fit in the bottle, so now I have to drink like four glasses of orange juice for it to... Otherwise it's going to go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Terrible position to be in. Yeah, it is. That's such wow. a bummer. <laughs> See, like I'm drinking some right now. Oh, so- Stop it. Wow. Stop. So good. This is one of those ASMR videos now. Yeah, I hate that. I There's nothing I hate, it's come across that I hate more than that. Yeah, I really, really don't yeah. like it. It's like Sidney, a new... Sidney, could you say hate one more time? Hate it. Why do you say oh. um, it's Say what? Which way? It's just like to put emphasis on it. It's just to like... Oh, make... you did. I hate it. You emphasized it so much. It's as it's like a way to you project the H from your gut. You did, yeah. And you breathe wow. it out, and then it, it sounds more like it's coming from the center of you. Yeah, from the very depths wow. of your being. That's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, to get back to this book conversation real yes. quick before we move on completely. Sure. Um, do you guys know of any books off the top of your nogs that you'd really want to invest in this year? Have at it. 
Okay, yeah. So I just <laughs> <laughs> who is pouring stuff? That was me. That was that was a, that was me from my my fat pitcher of coffee this morning. <laughs> First of all, okay, a pitcher of coffee. Well, it's a Chemex, but it has a handle, so it looks like a pitcher. Um, it's like a big hourglass-shaped picture. I just, I just took a look at my class list, and I have 16 books this semester. Okay. Oof. That's good stuff. So that's good. That's, that's exciting. There's some, there's some philosophy, ethics, some biblical counseling. It's going to be a good one. Nice. Who, what kind of philosophy are we talking about? <clears throat> Let me pull up the book for you. Yeah. Nice. Show me that book list. Yeah, let me pull up that book list for you. <laughs> While you search for that, CJ, um, <laughs> are you are do you do you like history books, history type books, biographies and such? Yeah. How do you feel about essays? Because I know that essays, growing up, everyone thinks that essays are really boring because that's how that's the only essays we ever are exposed to. Um, but there are some essayists in the world who are just mind blowingly good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading some of Tolkien's essays. He has a book called The Monsters and the Critics, which is a collection of essays that are all very Tolkienic and, and really good. But there's also a collection of essays I've been wanting to read by E.B. White, who oh, yeah. wrote um, Charlotte's Web. Yeah. But he it was an incredible essayist. And so I thought that um, if you were trying to branch out, essays are really easy to read because they're always short. Mm-hmm. Um, but his are his are fantastic. Um, that was a suggestion that I had in case you wanted to to try anything a little different. But as far as history biography goes, I just found a copy of the journals of Marco Polo. Oh, interesting! Um, which is supposed to be an absolutely incredible read that I'm really excited about. I have and to try I, to find that one. Yeah, I mean, you can find it online. I'm sure, like Penguins probably Penguin Classics probably has a version. Um, I was making right. a pun. Sorry, it was it would. <clears throat> That's a, it was a dad joke. Really I'm funny. practicing. I'm not very good yet. I don't need any practice. <laughs> yeah, don't try too hard. Don't try too hard. Actually, um, maybe here's the deal. Though. I actually probably am better at it than I think because you guys didn't catch it, but it was entertaining to me. Okay, oh, gosh. And that's, that's and, the and, only purpose of a dad joke. Yeah, well, then I've interrupted the conversation to bring light to the fact that I'm entertained by the joke that I made that you didn't get. Honestly, not only are you a dad, you're basically our dad. <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, I am. Anyhow, the other book that I think you should read is called The Two Lives of Charlemagne. Mm. Um, and it's, it's very, very, very short, which is wonderful, and I'm super excited about reading it. I'm sure it's going to be a really difficult read, even though it's short. But basically, it's, it's two biographies about Charlemagne written within 100 years of his death. Um, and they completely disagree with each other. Interesting. Like, factually, both of these people are on very different pages about who Charlemagne was. Um, and so that is a kind of half biography, half, like, fight that I'm really excited to read as well. And I thought, yeah. if you were feeling some history vibes... Yeah, that could I, would, be a fun I would read something like that. That's interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Billy, did you find your list? Oh, I sure did, but I was, I was just, yep, checking out some other stuff. Uh, yeah, okay, so we have um, The Love of Wisdom by James Spiegel. 
Nice. Habits of the Mind by Sire. Nice. James Sire. You know Sire. I'm just, you know Sire. I do. Yeah. Consequence of Ideas by Sproul. Ooh. And um, Finding God in the Ordinary. What, CJ? Sproul? <laughs> He's trying another dad joke. It's another dad joke. <clears throat> yeah. I you're thought it was offensive. All right, all right, go ahead. Keep going, keep going. Nah, you're offensive. I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just checking out this class, though. Sorry, I was looking at my syllabus, which is actually a good thing for me to do, but weird timing. We have to analyze, like, a piece of art at the end of, uh, at the end of the class. Looks like it's one of our – oh, we have, we have four pieces of art to summarize. Wow. And to analyze. And there's, like, a list – Music albums, still art and sculptures. But here's here's some music albums we have to analyze. We got um, um Purpose by Justin Bieber. Oh, that's a bad. That's bad. Well, um, let me find something better. Nebraska by um, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Uh, and 1989 by Taylor Swift. It's a great mm-hmm. album. The originals by um. Yep. Yeah, yes, yeah, I thank you. <laughs> the originals by who? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this guy, Toby Nogui. Rubber Soul by the Beatles, you know, 21 by Adele, and The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. That's a sample of the list. Nice. Wow. Those all blurry sound face. like they would be interesting to analyze. Also, Blurry Face by 21 Pilots. Really? And I'm definitely oh, oh, oh. That's a, that's a shoe in. That's easy. There's a. Um... That's easy. There's a, uh, for research, you need to understand this a little bit better, I would think. Um, there's actually a church in Texas. That... I heard, okay, hold yes. on, hold on. Let's talk, let's talk about this next time because this okay. is its own episode. That's, it that's, is its that's own crazy episode. stuff. All right. 21 oh, Pilots. Yeah. 21 Pilots. We're talking about that. that. We're going to, we're going to go through the album with you. No, I'm CJ. I... Yes. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> It's gonna be great. Oh, it's gonna be huge. Personally, I think that would be really fun <laughs> and really easy to analyze because I feel like that one's like really, like clear. Well, I just want to choose an album I already have memorized, so I don't have to put too much work into it. You know, Jeff already has it memorized. <laughs> I'm sure Billy has most of it memorized. Yeah, it's close. It's close. I missed it. All, All right. right. Well, so I had a question DJ, for go you. Ahead and, go ahead and conclude this. Yeah, so I had a question for you guys. All right, let's um, hear it, buddy. It, uh, so it's January, right? January 2019. Everybody's talking about New Year's resolutions. The gyms are full. The so libraries are empty. The no. what? salad bars are empty. Very full. full. No, they're <laughs> empty. I don't know. Um, people are setting goals. People are setting objectives for their lives, and you know they want to. Everybody wants to improve um, in January, but then like in October or, or even before that. Typically, it's before that. But by by the time October rolls around, everybody's given up, and they're just like, "Ah, I'll start next year." Uh, so in the last couple of years, um, Emily and I have stopped setting um, resolutions and just set some goals. So it's it it's kind of a a funny um I, I guess I would say coincidence. It's not exactly a coincidence. It was part of our plan. But last year we set three goals of things that we wanted to accomplish within the next year. Um or at least 
kind of work towards. Um, and so one was a house, which we bought a house. Um, we wanted to get Emily a reliable vehicle, so we bought a Forerunner, which now, ironically, I'm driving because she can't stand the smell because she's pregnant, which was our third goal. Whoa! Wow! Yeah. So, Look at that. So we are basically on top of our lives. And, wow. Uh, we, we pretty much accomplished everything we set out to do. Wow, you are really something. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Oh, that's, that's pretty <laughs> wow. I, no. I feel nauseous and I hate you. So that's... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What, what I actually, what I'm wanting to say though is it has been a very helpful thing for us to be able to put in a goal um, of something that we want to do. But so then this year I've been thinking about setting goals again. Um, like what, what do I want to accomplish this year? And so what I've been thinking about is the, I just being in the industry that I'm in, you know, in marketing and social media management. Um, I'm, I get bombarded on a daily basis with these, uh, uh different entrepreneurs and movers and shakers and, um, Instagram, um, influencers. influencers. Thank you. That's the word influencers. You're welcome. So- I'm not one, so I don't know what it is, but um, influencers who are right. saying, you know, stay positive, pursue success, be the best you, all this stuff. Um, so it's kind of got me thinking like, so why am I setting a goal? I want to accomplish something, but why do I want to accomplish it? I want to be more successful or I want to be, you know, quote, a better me. Um, so my, I guess my, my thought then my struggle lately has been, well, what does that actually mean? What does success look like for me? Cause I know a whole bunch of other people's definitions of success, but what is it actually for me? Because if I have the wrong definition of success, I will not achieve my goals or my resolutions for this year. But if I actually have something that's like this year, what would, what would make me happy or something that. I really want to do in this next year. It's a personal goal that I'm passionate about is I want to own a home. So I'm going to go for that. I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start saving now or you really, you should be saving a lot before that, but I'm going to start working toward that. I'm going to find a realtor. I'm going to start looking. I'm going to find, um, uh, I'm going to be, get pre-qualified for a home. You're going to start taking steps for that, but it's only because the goal that I had was important to me and it was a measurable um, level of success so long-winded way of bringing around to my point but my question is what does success look like to you guys individually right like right now i, mean, given I think where just you're like just the classic things money fame power um <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the, yeah. <laughs> those are those are the big three. Okay. Um, <laughs> Money, fame. No, power. I actually I was trying to think about this question last night when you kind of posed it to the to the to the group text, but I don't nece- I don't think I know um, because like like you, I mean maybe in a less triumphant way, um, Catherine and I achieved our the goals that we had set for 2018 because our goal was to get married. Uh, move to Portland and get jobs. Yeah. And that, I mean, we got three out of four. We have not found a church here yet that we are really, really um, at home in. Mm-hmm. But we found some great churches and uh, we've met some people through that. 
Um, but three out of four isn't bad when the fourth one is the most serious of the three, ultimately. I mean, finding a church is, is going to be a, a really big deal yeah. here. Um, well, and let me just but, interrupt here, too, just because I want to make sure that this is clear enough. I know I think us, uh, us three understand this, but that's not less triumphant than what I put up as a goal. The idea of, of having goals or, or um, uh, things that you want to accomplish in a year resolutions is that it's, it's based on you. And I think that is part of the pitfall that I feel myself falling into is I'm, I feel like, well, my goals are pretty small in comparison to somebody else. You know, somebody else is like, I want to be a millionaire right. in 2019. And I'm like, oh, wow, that'd be really cool. Um, there is yeah. absolutely no way that's going to happen for me. I just know that right, that's, right. I'm just not in a position to even try to do that in 2019. Um, totally. Uh, what I mostly meant is that in 2018, I adopted a cat and you're <laughs> right. But I, so and I, mean, I, and like, I understand, but I wanted I to meant, make like, sure that, that our, you know, that people know that's not what I'm trying to say. And what I'm actually trying to say is what totally. everybody's level of success is different. And I think that it's really important for everybody to define that so that they can be pursuing that instead of right. this vicious cycle of pursuing the world's definition of you know, money, fame, power, like you said, you know, like, yeah, if that's the ultimate goal, well, not everybody can have money, fame, power. And if, and, right. and so then we put the people who have it up on this unrealistic pedestal and the people who don't have it are just worthless so but if everybody has their yeah. own level of success then i mean you get you get my idea i just wanted to throw that out there totally clarify for our enormous audience yes <clears throat> but um <laughs> no i think that it's 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 hard for me to answer that question right now i have some goals that one of them is the ridiculous idea of reading 62 books this year because i i have no idea if that's doable but um um I think there are some goals that we have. I know I'm really trying to get a book published. Um, I've reached out to some agents. I haven't heard back from anyone yet, but apparently their their six to eight weeks could also mean like years. Mm. So um, <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to hear back from them. Um, I know that's a, a goal that I have, but as far as how I personally measure success, I don't really know. I think one thing that I want to apply to my measurement of success personally is I want to apply less comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be um, like comparably successful, but I think that that's, that's part of my goal in this reading challenge too. reading all these novels. Part of my hope is that I can find that whether I like them or agree with them or not, there's a 60 very vastly different novels and it's okay to write a different novel without reading a novel and then immediately being like, oh, I don't know if the book I'm writing is as good as that book that I just right. read. Yeah. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to be. That book was written by a 75-year-old man 80 years right. ago. And, and yeah. And maybe, you know, even ahead. to write a book that's not on a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Could still I be mean, a fantastic Most books story. aren't. Right. Exactly. Most yeah. books aren't. Yeah. But the problem is most books we don't get to see because they're right. not. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, th there's, I mean, most of the best books in the world probably aren't on the New York Times bestseller list. You just have to go figure out which ones right. they are because they're not gonna, they're not on a on a list of here's the 200 books that someone else paid to put right. on here, right. you know. Um, but I think one measurement of success for me is definitely, and this is a, more of an issue of personal growth than 
than life change, I think, is just how I define my success in relation to the pe- to other people that I see. Like, am I just constantly comparing myself to other people? Because if that's the state that I'm in, then I don't think that success is ever really going to to, to show yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's I think that's a good point. So, for you, success this year looks like being being um, Maybe for lack of a better word, confident in yourself to just say, this is, this is what I'm doing and I'm, I'm excited about that and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, confident as an individual, yeah. you know, it's like I'm trying to contribute to a world that has already existed for hundreds of years and that already has produced some amazing books, books that have impacted my life. And my goal is to create books that will impact someone else's life. But I think I, I keep looking at books that have done so much and thinking that that's where I have to be. And it's not right. Um, if the goal is to, if the goal is to impact one person through literature, then, then technically I've already made that goal because I've already done right, it. Right. Right. So I have to, I have to keep that in mind or I think that going forward, I will never be in a spot where I feel successful, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's just a check and balance that I'm having to, to put into into my life and that I hope to get a whole lot better at mm-hmm. this year because it's really easy to talk about but eight days in I'm doing a terrible job so. <laughs> well <laughs> that's the thing about goals is you don't it's not like it shouldn't be gauged on a day-to-day basis I feel like it should be an, a kind of a more long-term thing but what I what so about too. yeah what about long term like how do you I mean and this is kind of a hard thing for any of us to answer we're just not we're still young enough that we don't really have the life experience to be able to say this confidently, but what are some, what long-term wise, what do you think would be a success in your life? Like, so you may not necessarily be a New York best times author, but you could be, but. I like New York best times. I think that's what I'm going to, that's a company I'm going to start. New York best times. New York best times. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. Best times seller. That's good. <laughs> it's like a it's like a a, a party company, a party planning. It's <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> New York's best yeah. times. Anyway, I'm sorry to derail your question. No, that's fine. Um, I think one long term goal that I have that's uh, just kind of I mean it's not a basic starting point, but it's not like oh I want to do an international book tour or something like that. It's not reaching that far. I think for me. A, a long-term goal that I would love to achieve and that I think is 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 probable and possible with the right amount of work is that I would like to be able to make enough of a living writing that I don't have to work during the day on anything mm-hmm. else like I would rather I would rather be able to devote all that time I probably still will work I enjoy working um, I especially enjoy working in a coffee shop or a tea shop. The problem is that, that neither of those are <laughs> lucrative enough to like be realistic long-term goals, but I do enjoy it a lot. Um, one thing that I've always thought would be really cool is to keep two or three days at the coffee shop without necessarily needing mm-hmm. them. Keep them, keep them because you enjoy them or because you like the people and you like the, the environment and the inspiration of it, but not because you need the tips for right, dinner, right, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so I think my goal will, one of my long-term goals for sure is to be in a position where I don't need to have a 
full-time day job anywhere other than working on writing. Um, I don't know how long that's going to take. Um, I don't know how long this four to eight weeks process is supposed to take, honestly, because we're on like a solid week 14. (laughs) But um, anyway, that's, that's one of my, my long-term goals. I haven't looked a whole lot past that because I think it's a great place to start. And after that, everything gets all complicated and fuzzy, but um, (laughs) that is, that is a goal that I have. So something that I think is interesting in that is the majority of people would probably share some of that too. Basically the idea, the basic idea of I want to be able to do something enough that I don't have to work like that. I don't have to work because I could do, because you're doing the thing that you love. So it's not really work. Um, what right. I, even though it's the hardest part of, of I oh, mean, honestly, yeah. it, it is really hard. It's just the thing that I find the most rewarding. Right. And it's the thing that, I mean, if I spend all of my lunch breaks every week working on it, right. one of these days I would be like, I would love to not have, I would like to my lunch break to be a lunch break. Right. It's, um, a, it's, it's difficult, <laughs> but I it's love. enjoyable for you. Yeah. It's rewarding. Absolutely. So, yeah. and I think that's great. I think most people would probably agree with you to some extent. Um, on, on that concept. But what I think is um, I don't know, interesting to me about what you were talking about, you didn't say, I want to I be um, an uber successful author. I want to be able to make, um, you know, whatever, $200,000 a year and not have to work a day in my life and be able to set up, um, you know, retirement funds for my children all based on my books, you know, like they can fend for themselves. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about them, but I think that is a pretty common, like that's especially in the business world. Yeah. Um, that's really what it is. Like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to do the hustle. I'm going to hustle and hustle for yeah. till I'm 25 and I'm going to retire. I'm like, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm hats off. If that's what you can do, if that's what you want to do, uh, totally go for it. That's not what I want to do. Um, even though, realistically no one would argue with yeah you're 25 and you make enough money that you don't ever have to work again i mean i wouldn't argue with that but that's not actually my goal right so i just thought i think it's interesting that you said i want to make enough money that i don't have to work at a coffee shop but i would still like to work at a coffee shop i think that's great a, a more realistic way of saying that honestly is i would like to make enough money on writing that i could afford to work at a coffee shop yeah, <laughs> I mean that's honestly that's honestly like the the realistic version of that same statement. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's not it's not really about. Um, I, I don't know. I think everything's in such a process of change that like everyone always says, oh, I just want to be have enough money to send my kids to school. But by the time we have full grown kids, college is either going to be free or a million dollars a person. <laughs> yeah, and like possibly. there's there's no in between. It's either free, so we don't have to worry about it. Or it's too expensive and we don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> in the it's next possible. 20 years. That's, all, that's what we get. But well, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not about, it's not about the money to quote, <laughs> to quote, to quote to Dwight Schrute. You haven't heard my salary yet. $8,000 a year. <laughs> Anyway, Billy's been super quiet this whole time. Billy. Well, I was just listening. <laughs> yeah. That's... Well, Bill, what's, what, is, what does success look like to you this year, 2019? 
<clears throat> the word success sort of like makes me cringe a little bit. Do either of you have that problem? Well, it's just because of the two C's. And I don't like the, the two C combination. Yeah. Like, how are you supposed to say that? Success? Yeah. Success? <laughs> I, I feel that way. Um, I, yeah, okay. No, also because of that, not, not because of the C's. Because of the like side hustle and yeah. the money. You know, it's like, I'm like so tired of hearing the word hustle already. Yeah. And that mentality is so, so far different from like what I believe, what I'm pursuing that I don't even, it's just more like, why would you kill yourself like that? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So this year is just about like growth for me. Um, Finally at a place where we're just college study and um just like all my short-term goals are just revolve resolve resolve revolve, revolving revolving yeah sure around that revolving around yeah, that around school um, you know like just personal growth and knowledge and um like in my attitude and in my character and um and in my prayer, I like to increase in, you know, how much I'm, how, how often I'm in prayer and how often I'm in um, just silent thought and, you know, just like a lot of character things, but a lot of, um, obviously I want to get ace, you know, so yeah. that sort of thing. But um, I don't know, it's just need to be in a place where that is like my only short term concern, you know, everything is working around that. So right. that's, that's totally. pretty exciting for me. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, I think your definition of success changes based on where you're at in, in your life. So, I mean, that yeah. totally makes sense. Like for you, success is being able to maintain some sanity and grow personally while getting A's. <laughs> like that's, that's just different. It's different than mine. I mean, I've, I've been there, um, but everybody's going to be a little different. And I guess ultimately that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Um, and yeah. I'm, and I'm really just curious on a, on a personal level. I, lo- I like to talk to other people about this stuff because I have found that it's, um, lately I've been finding that it's pretty, a, a pretty freeing thought or feeling to know what I want to, to like, I'm not concerned about, you know, if I see people on Facebook saying, you know, get out there and hustle and. You know, right. just do it. Make your dreams come true. Well, nice. What do you want me to do? I mean, most people, you know, everybody has something that they should do. Like, oh, I've got, I've got this uh, key ingredient, you know, key um, business model to build a hundred thousand dollars a month business. Well, you know, that might be true, um, but maybe I don't want to do that. That's not my goal. I don't want to be running that kind of a business. Um, so and the, that, that's we could get into that more um, at an, on another episode. But that's kind of the point I wanted to make just to get people thinking about that. In January, it's not about setting a goal. Like You don't have to set a goal. Maybe your goal is to really just kind of evaluate where you're at. Um <laughs> Billy, are you playing that video in the background? No. Wake up and work on it. Nothing is impossible. You should get 
point or anyone else would quit. And you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Wow. <laughs> so sorry. Was, if you would have, you could have just like faded that in as I was talking, it would have made more emphasis. I did. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah, you, you did. You did. We just all stopped. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> Sorry, I'm so so, so immature. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so that, I mean, that that's kind of all I really wanted to do is just to ask that question because it's something that's been really fascinating to me lately and very challenging to me. Um, you guys know I have a lot of different business ideas and business ventures, and um, lately I've had um, a couple kind of come my way or like kind of show up like oh hey this is a potential very lucrative business idea this is a potential opportunity um and it's been an interesting process for me to for that this these things i've been thinking about to finally click and for me to say yes that could be extremely um profitable that could be in a super exciting thing but it actually doesn't fit with what i want to do so it would just be a drag. Yeah I, yeah. I, you know, like it's something that I look at on paper and I go, wow, that is a great idea. But for some reason or other, it fills me with this deep dread and trying to and analyze that. I'm like, why? Well, cause I don't want to do that, but I know that it makes sense on paper. It's a way that I could make X amount of dollars. Right. But I don't want to do it. So I think one then thing. Don't do it. Well, exactly. That's, that is ultimately the conclusion I came to. Um, but I think too, like people always talk about success and like make, find happiness and find challenge and purpose. And everybody has their own way of finding that. Obviously I think we have, um, a, a common idea, um, a shared idea of what happiness and joy actually means in life. But for the majority of the world, that is a very fleeting thing. Like, what does that actually mean? Um, so yeah. I think, I think it actually ties into everything that we were talking about today, whether you're reading a book or whether you're trying a new job that you don't really know how to do, you can mm-hmm. find success in that. You can find happiness in that. And it's not based on what somebody else thinks of your decision. It's not based on your, it's really not even based on your, um, ability to accomplish that task it's a goal it's something that you're pursuing that you find a purpose in and that you you can apply yourself to that that is at least a part of success but it's going to look different for every person so and if i i mean i know we're we're going long here um the one thing that i wanted to to add and we can cut it out later if it's not relevant but um the idea that um, actually our pastor, the, the church we went to last uh, Sunday, the pastor was talking about, it was actually a sermon on the Sabbath and, and how we're supposed to rest in the modern world. And the way that not only does our culture like resist that idea really aggressively, mm-hmm. but the thing that he pointed out that's really interesting is um, he showed like 20 slides maybe, and they were just pictures from different like marketing like like journals or whatever and if you pay attention to advertisements 
he pointed out that so many of them depict restful scenes. It's people sitting on the couch reading a book. Right. Or people just like chilling in a very zen, clean room. Yeah. And so many of them, or even pictures without people in them. It's mm-hmm. just a comfy looking couch with a, with a nice natural light. Mm-hmm. Or look at how many pillows we can fit on this bed. Right. And what he, he was showing is that like, not only does our culture resist the idea of us being content, but it's actually marketing contentedness to us. Right. It's actually saying if you have these things, then you'll be able to rest. Like, look at how nice this bed is. You need a nicer bed if you're going to sleep well. Right. And I think that that idea, I've been really thinking about it throughout the week, um, applies here as well. Like, to what you're saying, success doesn't look the same for everybody. But sometimes success is actually, um, the way that our culture views success is as you need a nicer bed if you want to sleep well. Right. You know, and I think that there's uh, a degree to which success for us as, as Christians and as people who are trying to live really intentionally is just being aware of the fact that sometimes success is our ability to rest in what we have and where we're at. Absolutely. Um, but I thought that that was, a, I mean, it connected. I like it when, when those things connect. So I wanted to, to bring it up. But yeah. yeah, pay attention to all those ads. They're all comfy looking. They are. And that, that is actually a really interesting point too, like that everybody is marketing success, like that whole, that, that's what we're trying to push. But we're pushing it as my product is the solution to your success totally. and your ability to rest because everybody's pushing this hustle, hustle, hustle. Don't yeah. rest until you're there. Like, well, what totally. does there mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Well, the idea is that we can person. get somewhere where rest is, is like we, we can finally earn a place where we can, we can feel content and rest. Right. But, <laughs> um, but that's not how we work. No. Um, and that's, I mean, just ask any of the casual billionaires, you know, <laughs> casual billionaires. I know a couple of those, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think you do know a couple casual millionaires. So <laughs> I do. I do know a couple casual millionaires. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Cool. Should we wrap yeah. this up? Good thoughts. I think so. Yeah. Good thoughts. Good discussion. I got to get to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Get to work. <laughs> Let's um, yeah. Go chase those goals. Yeah. Don't, stop, don't stop till you get there. Don't stop. Just do it. Yeah. Just make... In the immortal words of Michael Jackson, don't stop till you get enough. Really? Oh. He said that? Actually, he said, he said don't stop till you get enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I felt like Michael Jackson was here. 